Welcome to the Heart and Liver Podcast. A podcast about two guys spilling their guts about God, life, and fatherhood. Hey, today we are talking about things we learned from our dad. And we came up with, um, looks like six, seven of them. And it's been, uh, what? It's been over 25 years? 25 exactly. 25 exactly. That he passed away? On this day. Half our life we've had him with us and half our life we haven't. Mm-hmm. So a lot of this, um, from my perspective, a lot of the memories are, you know, emotions and thoughts. And so may not be objectively perfect. It's not going to be like a video recording of what we remember, but I guess that's something to keep in mind as we are, as we as dads, you know, think about our kids. Yep. That it's okay if you don't remember everything about us. <laughs> um, but anyway, one of the the we, so the seven things sure um, hardworking, honest, and serious. Faith is important. He trusts us. Um, his responsibility. His courage, his motivation, self-motivation. So the first one is hardworking. And the image that came to my mind is lawn mowing with him. I mean, I just remember he worked like he, he worked hard to keep our lawn mowed and, and specifically fixing the lawnmower all the time. Mm. And I remember trying to be his assistant and him getting frustrated with bolts not coming off or whatever. And then he was also, I don't know how they found it, but he found me the lawn mowing job at sure. in Collins. Mm-hmm. And then he made sure, you know, that we got there or, and that I was safe and that the lawn mowing equipment was working. And, um, so that. But you had a different perspective on that one. Yeah, because I lived right above his study. So he had in our house in Collins, which was, I would say that's my formative years. I know you and Rachel had your formative years in uh, New Prague. and But I left New Prague when I was eight or nine, something like that. So I don't have, I have fun memories of that, but I don't have formative memories. Like I didn't grow into adulthood there. But just sitting above his office. And of course, back then you, he still had a typewriter for some things. And we, we, we grew up, he was still doing stuff on a typewriter and then the computer and then the Apple, but I could still hear the sound of the typewriter typing or, um, working on something in there or listening to music. So he was always in there. I mean, it was always, it didn't matter. It, it always seemed like he was always in there, that he was down there a lot. Um, and since he did not have a secretary, a lot of the, his, the work that we do as pastors is a lot more efficient now in some ways and less efficient in others. 
So that's what I remember him of hardworking. I, I do remember um, conversations between him and my mom about, you know, you need to spend more time with the family and you're married to your work. You're not married to your job. You're not married to me and those kinds of things. So he wasn't perfect. He didn't have his life in a perfect balance. So as long as we're going to, we're going <laughs> to, I like how you, how you started off. Like these are just our emotional memories and they're not always, um, grounded in, in fact, it's just how we feel about it. And I think for, for you kids listening, yeah, he wasn't perfect. We're not trying to put him up as if he was some sort of individual that, um, did not have any faults. He did have faults, but, uh, the positive thing is that he was, when he was working, he was working hard. He really put his effort into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we talked about himself, help, self, him, a uh, second feature we talked about was that he was uh, honest slash serious. Like he did have a sense of humor, but, uh, especially when he was in the pulpit, he was very serious or when he was teaching, at least to me, he seemed very yeah. serious. Yeah, he was very serious teaching. I remember the confirmation classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was very serious. So this was the, those kinds of things. So um, I think that's a uh, and and we were mentioning how the the you didn't cross him like you didn't he um you didn't he, try to lie to him. You didn't try to lie to him. Yeah. And on the flip side, he wasn't one of those people that kidded around with you. Um, like he was very serious. Like you knew where you stood with him. Like, mm-hmm. yep. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, he wasn't. He like you said, he had a sense of humor, but he wasn't kidding around a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think his sense of humor was always the playful kind, the dad jokes before the dad jokes. Um, yeah, before dad jokes were a thing. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I'm hungry, and he would say, "Yeah, hi, hungry. I'm dad." That kind of stuff. but his faith was extremely important and that's our third point um that it was i think maybe because he was so serious with his work as a pastor you know that showed that this is important stuff um and later when we talk about courage too he he took his role his faith because it was tied with his faith his job was tied with his faith so that it's serious work yeah, I don't, yeah, I just think his, his faith was very, like I said, he was serious. And when he explained things, he always was, did it in a very simple way that you always understood what he was saying. And mm-hmm. he didn't, he didn't mess around with words. He's going to tell you this is what, it, how it is. Yep. Which, I remember, go ahead. Going off your teaching simply or communicating simply, I liked in catechism how he found that that resource of somebody published it where it took the catechismal truths, but had a lot of graphics with it, mm-hmm. images, I- icons, um, and, you know, for the eighties, it was cutting edge. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, but that I, to me, that helped me understand what he was teaching. Mm-hmm. And I think he liked finding that resource and being able to use it to make complex things more simple. Yeah, I think he was a learner. You know, if you do the strength finders, I think he was a learner, don't you? Like he really oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. energized by learning something new. Like he yep. he loved uh, taking summer quarters classes where he would learn something about history or um, yeah. 
reading. He would, he'd like to learn. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the nice thing. We, I think you and I both are people that like to learn as well, that we've got that from yes. him. Yep. Yep. I did like, um, that he was someone who gave us responsibility and let us be responsible with it. Like he was not a helicopter parent. Um, yeah, that's our next point of trust. Yeah. Like he, I, maybe he did this for you too, but like I had the car and, uh, we were changing the oil or something and he's like, here it is. Here are the tools. You're going to change your oil. I don't think it was changing oil, changing something. Um, but it was one of those where he made that transition really quickly. Like you said, like he spent a lot of time fixing the lawnmower. So he went out there. I don't know why it was out there, but you know, it was out there probably like you said, like a scenario where you got to go out there and help dad. And he, he pops open the trunk and then, Oh, this is, this is your car here. <laughs> that he gives you the tools and then you do this. And, uh, I, th- I think he did trust us. Um, I think I remember when he was sick and we had to move the, the camper and he had taught us, taught me how to hook up the camper and what to do and, and working together with him. And I remember when he was sick and he couldn't do it. So all he was doing was standing there and I was doing all the work and he was watching and, and our mother was like, you know, um, Telling him, are you making, are you making sure he's doing it right? And he's like, he's doing it right. You know, just let him do it. <laughs> just get out of his way. And, uh, oh, I, that's like one of, I don't remember, like you said, this is a, an emotional memory. So did this happen more than once? I don't know. Did this happen? Am I making too big of a deal out of it? Maybe. But for me at that moment, helping him put that camper stuff together and, and hitching up the camper and hitching up the vehicle and, and, and all of that. It, it meant a lot to me that he entrusted me with this, and at, at the time, uh, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollar equipment, and off I went. So, um, as far as as you guys, as as kids, as you're listening to this podcast, that's also something that I think both of us have tried. If we're not doing well, just don't be afraid to tell us, Dad. You're not letting me do it. You're helicopter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, today that I guess I had to. Um... be intentionally disappointed you know like today um josh wants to go move one of his friends and so he's going to take the van and go help him move i said hey i can help you move and help you drive and i could do a book pickup on the way back because he'll be coming back with an empty van and um he's like no i'm good So I was like, okay, yep, yep, I have to, I have to be like my dad and let, let us go, let him go, go be with your friends. And I want to support that. You know, I want to support you should go help your friends. You should be able to leave, um, and do your own thing with your own people. It's okay. I can be disappointed. You're growing up. Um, something else that we liked about, um, our dad is his responsibility. I think, I uh, I, this is a strength of mine, but also a fault where I take responsibility for things I'm not supposed to be taking responsibility for. But the, I always felt that he was very responsible as far as his family goes and taking care of his family. He was of the generation that he wanted to be able to provide for his family and he couldn't, you know, some years he couldn't do that. And so my mom had to work as well. And that 
war on him because he felt that that's what yeah. that was his responsibility. Um, yeah, he. I remember him feeling bad about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He took responsibility yeah. for his church and the doctrines that it was holding on to. That you know he was willing to stand against the the crowd, and I think he did that in Freedoms as well. But we just weren't aware of it because we were so small. Um, but he was very much a. Yeah, I remember there were certain topics or sins in happening in Collins that he felt responsible that it had to be brought up mm-hmm. in the congregation with certain individuals. And so he had to feel like he had to go talk to them. And I knew it was hard on him to do those calls or visits. Mm-hmm. And there he didn't have the full backing of the church council either. Yeah. So... Yeah, it, there was never really a, a golden age when it was fun to be to do the right thing. So kids, when you are feeling like you are the only one doing the right thing and it feels like you're going upstream, know mm. that you are standing amongst your family members who have done the same thing. Yeah. Um, courage when afraid. I think that was one of those where I was listening to him Today I was doing a lot more recordings of uh, taking his audio tapes and putting it on a in a digital form, and the it was a a farewell at Freedens in New Prague, and just having him go up there like I'm going to do this. This is what I'm what I have to do, and it didn't seem like he really wanted to be up there just because it was very emotional for him to leave. He didn't want to have to right. leave, and uh, I think he's done a lot of and especially. Uh, Toward the end, uh, his last year of his life, when he had cancer, and um, the chemotherapy really took him out, that he was still trying to get back to Manitowoc Lutheran so that he could teach, making preparations. He felt responsible mm-hmm. to get the courses ready, and I remember taking him to Manitowoc so that he could go and do whatever he needed to do, make lam- lamination. That was a thing, you know, laminate some, 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 uh, um, uh, overhead projector things so that people, kids could see whatever the notes were. And, and, and he was only there. I don't know how many, how long he was, but he was just exhausted by the end of it. But he was, this is what he was going to do. He wasn't going to whine about it. Self-motivated. Well, because he was a pastor, so he had to work. He was working from home a lot, and he had to get the work done. There was nobody else to do it. Yeah, nobody told him what to do, and he didn't. He wasn't exactly perfect. You had mentioned, you know, he liked to watch TV at the beginning of the early mornings. Yeah, before Western or so, Perry Mason. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess that was fun for me to see that, you know, he did have a fun side. He wasn't always all serious. Yeah. I don't know if he was listening. Like, I was surprised that he was listening to Amy Grant when Amy Grant came out and was popular. And I was surprised that, to find him listening to her albums. I didn't know if he did that because we were listening to that stuff and he wanted to see what was, you know. What was being what said. Thing yeah. Or if he was really into that, that kind of threw me. But it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I guess so. If you see us trying to be hip or <laughs> with it, or and you could just go and say, "Dan, it's okay. You don't get it. <laughs> it's not a good fit for you." Yeah. <laughs> I know. I have to go to my kids and ask them, "What does this meme mean?" <laughs> yeah. What's the story behind this? Yeah. I do that to the kids all the time. Kids know this. Then they're listening to something. I'm like, "Tell me what the song's about." Mm-hmm. So then you asked the hard question for our preparation for this, which was, "What things do we see of our dad in each other?" Um. So I. Uh, um, well, looking at you, I see you, you have all these qualities that we talked about, you know, you're hardworking, you're serious, but I think you're more fun and laid back than dad was. <laughs> uh, your, your faith is important. Um, you do trust your kids. I see that delegation happening. Um, you feel responsible for being a fan for a dad and your congregation. Um, you do have courage. You've gone. You, I feel like you just came off of a difficult church situation and now you're going into another one. And it's just like, wow. Um, self-motivated. Yep. You're working hard. So I, I see all those things in you. Yeah. Well, I see the same things. Um, but I see like I, I look up to you because of so many things you've done that you didn't care what people thought. And you said, this is the right thing to do. I'm going to do it. So whether it was in Pullman and doing campus ministry, whether it was uh, going to St. Matthew and Appleton, and I remember when you had that call, I was a vicar, and you're like, I'm not an office manager type of person, but I want to do family ministry, so I'm going to do this. And you took on a huge task, and it was tough for you. And, and so I see a lot of dad in you in that. And I see a lot of dad in, in you in that you are willing to do the hard thing because it's the right thing. And oh. Mm-hmm. So that's, we see each, I think we see the weaknesses of our dad in each other as well. But I, <laughs> it, what, yeah, the, the sitting and watching a Western or, or something like that, I could, I could definitely see that in myself as well. Um, mm-hmm. But, I think that's that's what I look up to those 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 characters of characteristics of him the very uh the moral compass that's very strong and that's going to do the right thing regardless of the consequences and I see that more in you than I see it in me. <laughs> so, oh. so, yeah, so, that was good. It's it's a good reflection as t- we are remembering uh, 25 years since our dad passed away, and reminding ourselves to spend some time with our kids, and that there there's still our time to make memories with them. But if we forget, uh, if we because uh, we have so many children, we want to share the same thing with each one and we want to share what's important to us to each one and share our dad with our kids 
as well. Yeah. So yeah. this is why we do the podcast, so that you kids can listen to it, so that we make sure that we cover all our bases as we spill our guts talking about God, life, and fatherhood. Mm-hmm.